was one of the first sales of legal cannabis in this country just after the stroke of midnight. Canada became only the second country in the world to legalize cannabis nationwide this October. How did we get here? Prime Minister Justin Trudeau made legalizing the drug a campaign promise in 2015. His goal was keeping it away from youth and reducing crime. Young people in Canada have easier access than in just about any other country in the world to marijuana under our current system. And by legalizing and controlling it, we will make it more difficult for young people to access marijuana. I have been in my past uh, a very rare user of marijuana, I think five or six times in my life that I've taken a puff. Trudeau says one of those puffs was about three years ago when he was an MP. But the path to legalization wasn't that simple. Bill C-45, also known as the Cannabis Act, was passed by the House of Commons in November 2017. The Liberal government hoped to have legal pot on Canada Day. I need to reiterate the importance of moving forward as planned this summer on the legalization and control of marijuana. But the bill faced stiff opposition in the Senate. It was finally approved in late June of this year. The provinces have asked us for more time than they originally thought they would need in order to get the implementation right. And I think we all agree it's important to get this right uh, and not rushed. And on October 17th, cannabis became legal across the country. You're listening to Sidebar. A production brought to you by the Brunswickin and CHSR. I'm Alexander Silverman. And I'm Isabella Gier. We're going to take you beyond the headlines once a month. Focusing on issues in Fredericton, New Brunswick. This month's episode is on cannabis legalization. It's a, it's a great moment in Canadian history. There's so many unknowns. That's why it's so interesting. <laughs> we'll talk about what this will look like for young New Brunswickers. I think on campus, it certainly will change. Maybe not in what we see, but I think the social stigma surrounding it will change very, very quickly. And how people are feeling about it. Definitely not the first time smoking it, no, but first no, time purchasing it, no. it legally. On Legalization Day in New Brunswick, the province opened 20 retail stores and launched online sales. We stopped by one of two locations in Fredericton to chat with customers waiting in line. Uh, so, Isabel, what did you take away from the scene being at Cannabis NB on their first day? I mean, just driving up at first, it was packed. Even the roads on the side were all filled with cars. Then there was this big lineup. I think we were there for at least 20 minutes, and some of them hadn't even budged by the time we left. It was funny arriving here, and there was a huge lineup. So There was an employee from Cannabis NB, I'm sure you remember, who kept on coming out, offering chocolate bars, offering coffee crisp Bottles bars. of water. Yep, bottles of water. <laughs> Two people waiting in line, trying to... Uh, get them to stay and not leave and, and not get discouraged. They were amping up the crowd. <laughs> More candy. What do you remember about the weather on that day? It was oh. definitely a, a dreary day for sure. Yeah, it was raining. It was cold. I know me and you, we stood there. We were like, I don't want to be here right now. But you know what? The people in the line, they stood through it and they just... They wanted their weed, I guess. Yeah, it was chilly. It was very windy. With the wind, it felt quite colder. That didn't deter people from waiting in line and being out there. It definitely seemed like the people who were there on day one were 
those that had already um, smoked or consumed a lot of cannabis in the past and were there kind of to celebrate Legalization Day. How are you guys feeling about the cannabis opening today? Good. It's, it's good that it's finally legal and there's no uh, repercussions. Yeah, I thought it was also interesting that, you know, some people were so engaging and wanting to talk to us about how excited they were about this Legalization Day, and some other people were covering their faces saying, no, 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 don't even talk to me. And, um, yeah, I just thought that was an interesting dynamic. What do you think about that? Definitely a mix of the two. But it seemed for the most part that people were uh, willing to talk, given that it was, like, the Legalization Day. Let's chat about the sales. What were you expecting for sale numbers on day one, Isabel? I mean, I didn't think it would be that big of numbers. I thought, you know, people who like weed are going to go. I also thought that, you know, people who like weed already have weed, and they already have the people that they buy it from. I honestly didn't know what to expect. How about Nova Scotia? Definitely one of the allies in in terms of sale numbers on day one. Guys, it was $660,000 sold in one day in Nova Scotia. That is crazy. That's quite a bit of cannabis for sure. Um, Another number I found surprising as well is in PEI, small province of PEI, population of just over 150,000 people, and they sold over $150,000 of cannabis on day one with most of those sales coming from in-store purchases. Uh, Pretty hard to believe. Yeah, that's crazy. And obviously New Brunswick is one of interest for us, but Cannabis NB isn't releasing their sales at this time. Um, They're also not releasing the number of customers they had on day one, saying that they're going to take some more time to crunch those numbers and do some analysis. What do those stores look like? Um, What surprised you about how these stores are set up in New Brunswick? What surprised me the most was the marketing strategy. I didn't think it was going to be so consumer-focused. I guess maybe that was a naive thought of mine, but yeah, it's very geared towards, you know, informing people about the product. So like they have discover, the explore, it's relax. relax yeah. So yeah, I thought that was really interesting, but the store itself is so modern and sleek glass. There's no windows. It's all just very white and the decor is just, it's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very, um, yeah, definitely very modern inside, but outside it's very, um, nondescript, right. black, like, no advertising, no photos, nothing. And inside these stores, there's eight guides. Right. These guides are basically the customer service employees working in there. Cannabis Envy calls them guides. And all of them receive 100 hours of training. And there's eight of them at a time in these stores to help you uh, make your purchase, figure out what you'd like to buy, and also inform you on the health risks associated with cannabis. And the fact that they don't have any products that you can actually touch and look at they're all in glass cases and you have to basically say what you want before you get to have it kind of thing yeah yeah unlike other provinces there's actually no products that you can pick up off a shelf and look at or hold the packaging all the packaging is very simple very bland just a solid color box with a warning label on it another thing that surprised me which i think is worth chatting about is how just how hard these stores are to find even when you're looking for them yeah so the one in Fredericton on the south side it's up by all the car dealerships, but you can't even see it when you're on the road. You have to go down this weird road to find it. So I don't know if that was a strategic move on their part, but yeah, I find that weird. And also, you can't find the location anywhere. Even on the Cannabis NB website, you have to like dig through, and it's hidden in some link somewhere. Yeah, exactly. 
Like you can't find it on Google Maps. I guess that would be understandable, right? Because they're so new. But you can't find it. Um, if you Google it, search for it online, you can't find it. Media reports don't list the locations of these stores. And on the website itself, I believe you have to go into a sub menu at the bottom of the web page, buried in there to just find where these locations are, which I found um, very surprising. And it might be intentional. Um, we don't yeah. really know at this point, but it might be intentional on behalf of, of Cannabis NB because they really have to toe the line in terms of presenting these stores to consumers, uh, but also not very openly marketing them and promoting the use of cannabis given the health implications. There's an ethical right. balance that they have to maintain here. And they're also under pretty close scrutiny and oversight by Health Canada. So one moment I'll definitely remember from being out there uh, outside Cannabis NB covering the store opening was when a security guard comes out and approaches us. And what did he tell you, Isabel? Uh, he pulled me over to the side and he said, he was a very nice fella. <laughs> um, he his name's tell, Rob. Yeah, yeah. You could tell he was under a lot of pressure by his superiors. But he basically said that we weren't allowed to be on the pavement. We had He pointed to the mudded area and said... Referring to it as the grass. As the grass. Course. Yeah, he said we weren't allowed to be on the property. We had to stand on the mud and talk to people there. What did you think about that? I was surprised, but more or less, I was expecting that we might face a little resistance, given how uncomfortable some people were about chatting about legalization. The coverage wasn't on the, the actual tarmac okay. of, the, of the property. The grass is okay, but the okay. actual... Okay. Is the grass... Like, or sorry... The, the, the lack of grass area. <laughs> Where there would be grass. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, that's They've fine probably seeded and whatnot. What does the new law look like? In New Brunswick, the legal age to purchase, consume, possess, or cultivate cannabis is 19. Individuals must be of legal age to enter a cannabis NB store or make an online purchase. The provincial legalization framework prohibits consumption of cannabis anywhere but a private residence or on adjacent land. Cannabis may also be consumed in the home of a friend or family member with their permission. Adults may have up to 30 grams of dried cannabis, or the equivalent in their possession, when outside their home. New Brunswickers can also grow up to four plants at their primary residence for personal use. Some 250 different products will be carried at Cannabis Envy stores, and prices will range from $8 a gram to $16 a gram. It's important to note that there are short-term and long-term health effects linked to cannabis use, particularly for people under age 25 those with a family history of mental illness, and pregnant and breastfeeding women. Cannabis also impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery. Experts say the effects of cannabis consumption typically last at least six hours, but can be longer depending on the person and product. We spoke with Emily Marr and Ben Palmer of the UNB Student Union a few days before legalization to get their take on how it might impact the campus. How is the university responding to legalization? In terms of where we're at now with the university, they've decided not to issue a formal policy, but in fact kind of a statement that sets out the provincial legislation as well as kind of the campus standards. In that, they're hoping that this will capture the fact that cannabis and other forms will be legalized or become available in the future, and they want to have that flexibility if they decide to go with a policy later on, but also just the fact that legislation covers a lot of what a policy would be anyway, provincial and federal. Is there perhaps some um, potential confusion among students 
on how these new laws work with other laws. I know smoking policies would be an example of that. I'm on the smoking policy group, which is, in fact, kind of looking at a policy change potentially. And we are kind of holding off on introducing any kind of surveying or mass information about any changes to the smoking policy until after cannabis legalization has been in place for a bit to avoid some of that confusion. But I do assume that there will be some confusion. And so I guess in terms of cannabis on campus, it cannot be smoked anywhere on campus. That's just, it ends up being falling underneath of the public legislation where cannabis cannot be consumed in public uh, spaces. So all of campus, besides residents actually, Obviously, there's quite a bit of anticipation for Legalization Day. There's a wide range of predictions for what will happen, what we can expect. What do you think will happen on campus once cannabis is legalized? Will there be any changes? Will we see anything different? I think that there's different thoughts all over campus in terms of how this will affect kind of the campus culture and students' choices on campus. Myself, personally, I don't know that we'll see a tremendous change in terms of students taking up cannabis use, especially not right away. I think a lot of the students, and I think this is the sentiment that's kind of common amongst students, is those who want to consume cannabis kind of already are. I know that it's not legal, but it is accessible for a lot of the people in our age demographic. I think on campus, it certainly will change. Maybe not in what we see, but I think the social stigma surrounding it will change very, very quickly with it being legal in that it's completely accessible to anybody 19 plus. I think we'll start to see how people talk about it, how people reference it in their daily lives change. But I don't know that we'll see, you know, like way, way more butts laying on the ground and more trash and just kind of other things around or kind of evidence of it. And I don't know that that's going to happen. Emily Marr and Ben Palmer, thank you for taking the time to talk with us. Absolutely. Thank Thank you both. Legalization is expected to bring large economic benefits to the province. Based on averaged industry forecasts, Opportunities NB estimates recreational cannabis sales in New Brunswick could reach $150 million annually. Cannabis is expected to be a $6 billion industry in Canada for 2018 alone, according to Mackey Research. Opportunities New Brunswick projects cannabis will create 3,000 jobs by 2022 and provide a $385 million boost in provincial GDP. Steve Milburn is the director of the Priority Opportunities Division at Opportunities New Brunswick. He's an expert on how cannabis legalization will affect the provincial economy. What role does Opportunities New Brunswick and the provincial government play in integrating cannabis into the economy? So it's Opportunity New Brunswick's role to drive uh, jobs and create wealth here in the province of New Brunswick. So what we're doing is my team is working towards creating an economic development strategy that ensures that the the foundation of supporting the industry is going to be sustained for long term. So one real good example is is if you look at the, the, the McCain's who have been here for a long, long time. What has allowed them to thrive and continue on in New Brunswick is their ability to make sure that they had access to people, but not only just the people, but the innovation and the things that are happening within that industry around innovation, driving them, enabling them to become more productive and also being leaders in their particular industry. What also helps support them is the infrastructure that exists here. So we've developed an infrastructure, not just 
when you think of roads and rail and those sorts of things in there, but also around IT and helping support them as a global as a global center. And, and a lot of their infrastructure from an IT perspective is managed out of their location in Florenceville. And then you think about government. So it's government's job to get out of the way and ensure that businesses can, can move forward and thrive without any great deal of red tape. So when you look at those four different areas, it's OMB's job to ensure that the base, the foundational piece of allowing business to thrive and making sure that the people are here from an education standpoint, we're doing the right science, we're making sure that the infrastructure is in place and that government's a supporter and making sure that they're not uh, standing in anybody's way. How high of a focus area is cannabis legalization for OMB right now? So I would suggest that legalization has opened the door and made it a little easier. So medical cannabis has been legal since 2001. And uh, we had a number of companies who were already established in, in that market. This has just brought more attention to the cannabis industry. But we don't want to lose focus either because there's a certain part of, of the cannabis plant that people feel helps them. So our ability here in the province to become more innovative around cannabis is really is, is going to be one of our major strengths. The other piece of this that's going to be a real strength for us is the future of, of, of edibles and consumables. So if you think about New Brunswick and you look at the McCain's again as an example, we're a province that knows how to grow things. We do we grow things very well, potatoes, trees, fish. But with them, we also value add those products. So we turn a lot of those products into different things. It's our ability here in the province from our history to, to, to take what we've already done in other fields and, and apply it to the cannabis side of things. So legalization is only highlighting um, that and bringing more attention to cannabis, but our focus is more on driving um, the other things that I mentioned. How do you balance the ethical considerations of cannabis given that it's a drug, and how is this impacting some of the work that OMB is doing right now? So at the end of the day, um, our mandate is to go out and drive economic development and create jobs for the province. From an ethical standpoint, it's it's not our jobs to decide whether or not it's ethically legal or not. Um, The federal government has come out and they've said that this is a, a legal substance it's going to be sold recreationally, but it has also been legal in the medical side since 2001. So it's not our jobs to question that at OMB. It's our jobs to work with the guidelines that we have and, and, and move things forward. So what are some of the ways that economic growth will be stimulated, despite the fact that cannabis sales are only in the public sector? Honestly, that's not the only way that it's being done. So if you're a medical cannabis user and you have your prescription, you can buy cannabis online. So the way that uh, cannabis is driving the economy is, is, is from a number of different factors. So our focus isn't so much on the legalization as much as people want to think that it is. It's not. Our focus is more on those things that I talked about, which is the medical side and, and developing, doing research and innovation around the medical side, trying to understand the plant. We have some clinical trials that are, are, are about to happen here in New Brunswick. We're working with a number of pharmaceutical companies that that are uh, looking at New Brunswick and have already established in New Brunswick. And there's a number of things on the global on the global market. So New Brunswick is an export province. So a large part of what we have here in the province that sustains our economy is based on the export. So the larger global market for cannabis is much larger than the Canadian market, 
And we have companies here that are already doing business in Germany, uh, Australia, and other countries around the world with their cannabis products that are focused mainly on the medical side. You mentioned some of the potential opportunities going forward, particularly with edibles. I was hoping you could touch a bit more on some of the future opportunities there might be with cannabis in New Brunswick. What we're looking at is trying to say, okay, we've got an advantage here in New Brunswick because we've got the people, the innovation, the infrastructure, and the agility as a government to make this happen. So the future products that we could potentially see are very much like what you would see down in Colorado and California and those types of markets when it comes to the consumable market. And then recently with the, the large uh, partnership between Canopy and Constellation Brands, you can see that uh, there's some very large players who are starting to line up to figure out what that future market would look like. I can honestly not say that, that at this point in time that we even know. Uh, it's still in the hands of, of Health Canada. They're st- still trying to determine what that market's going to look like. And they're also doing a lot of research based on those markets that have legalized in the last five years, specifically in the U.S., where um, you have certain states that have had some challenges. They've, they've had things come out like gummies that are more appealing to kids. Is that really an adult product? Is that something that we want to see in Canada? What's the dosage size? Those sorts of things. So there's, there's still lots of questions. Having said that, though, there are certainly lots of opportunities, but those opportunities will be dictated by the rules and regulations that are, that are put out by Health Canada. Because of the hype around legalization, do you think sales this year will be significantly higher than future years? So I'm certainly no expert on that, and I have not done any research, so... Uh, any comment that I would make on this is, is certainly is, is, is a gut feeling based on my conversations in the industry. So my comments to that would be I don't suspect that we will see a, a huge spike in sales. I suspect based on the many reports that are out there and one more specifically that I've read uh, in the last year from Deloitte, we probably will not see significant increases. I suspect it will stay very much the same. Thank you, Steve. We certainly appreciate you taking the time to talk. Thank you. New Brunswick may also benefit from research opportunities. The province will have two cannabis research chairs at the University of New Brunswick and St. Thomas University. Danielle Carnell is the research services officer at St. Thomas University. She is involved in developing cannabis research projects. We invited her to the show to talk about the opportunities legalization brings to her field. What research is currently being done regarding cannabis and the potential economic benefits it could have here in New Brunswick? Big question. There's a lot of research going on in New Brunswick, if that's what we want to focus on, what's happening in the province. Cannabis research is this interesting research subject in that it's so incredibly interdisciplinary. There are areas that faculty can research in any department, in any discipline. So currently, Uh, St. Thomas University has some faculty in our criminology and criminal justice department that are researching um, the history of of, uh, criminal law regarding cannabis and projecting what needs to happen in the future. We've got another uh, faculty member who's researching educating high school youth and enabling them to create their own um, educational programming specific to their own high schools. She's received funding from Health Canada for that project. Um, At UNB, they've got uh, people in plant sciences, agriculture, uh, molecular biology, chemistry, chemical engineering. Now we have been awarded these 
cannabis research chairs to study health. So the St. Thomas University Cannabis Health Research Chair is going to focus on the social impacts of legalization, the impacts of on our health that legalization is going to have. And the chair at UNB is going to focus on chemistry, chemical engineering, understanding the chemical components of cannabis and how that can be used in health. Uh, at other institutions, University of Moncton, big shout out to UDM. <laughs> They've got more going on, really, um, cannabis hands-on research than arguably all of the other universities and colleges in New Brunswick. They've got a, a pretty incredible team of applied researchers working in chemistry, biology, soil technology. And then in addition to that, CCNB has a training program to be uh, an employee at a licensed producer, so being a cannabis growing technician. And that's the only program of its kind in the Atlantic provinces that I know of. So lots of little pockets of things going on. And right now we're at the point where everybody's getting to the same table and sharing, oh, you're doing this and you're doing that. Oh, wow, we've got to connect these people. And there's so many lines that we can draw to connect all of these researchers. So it's a really exciting time. What collaboration is going on between research in different fields? And what are some of the challenges of bridging those gaps? Things that are going on right now, a lot of the legwork right now is being done by administrators. So we're trying to lay the groundwork in the province. And by we, I mean we've put together a pretty large team. Just to backtrack a bit, back in April, Um, representatives from St. Thomas University, so myself, uh, several people from the research office at UNB, NBCC, University of Moncton, uh, the Department of Agriculture, Opportunities New Brunswick. We created a team and we went to Germany and Holland and we met with their government, we met with industry, we met with licensed producers, uh, researchers, we visited six universities and we learned more in those 11 days and we came back just bursting with ideas. So that core team has, has quadrupled in size. It's now become regional in scope. And what we're doing through our various networks is encouraging um, our whole region to think collectively, think collaboratively. Because cannabis is such an interdisciplinary opportunity, the doors open for everyone. Um, No one's excluded. There's such a big pie to take a slice from. UNB and St. Thomas are working night and day to lay a really unique framework for our two cannabis health research chairs to come into. When they start, they can hit the ground running. We've already got um, research assistants and research internships lined up for them. We've got funding lined up, partnerships uh, within the region international partners that want to work with them, industry that wants to fund their research. So they're, they're going to be very lucky in that we've worked really hard to set them on the right path right from day one. But we also have to think about just because we can do it doesn't mean we should. Protecting the population's safety is the number one reason why these things are going to go really slowly. It's new, uncharted territory, and the whole world is watching. Are there ethical considerations with legalizing cannabis and having retail sales? 
where on one hand you'd like to properly inform the public of some of the health implications of cannabis and on the other hand the province will also benefit from sales. Exactly. I will refer uh, your listeners to um, a STU professor, Dr. Michael Boudreau. He's written a really interesting article about how are they going to achieve that balance? Making money, selling a drug that used to be illegal, educating people on safe use, but promoting its use. It's not like alcohol, it's not like gambling, it's not like tobacco, it's not like anything we've done before. Finding that balance is where research data is going to come in and hopefully answer people's problems. Uh, Because right now the research data is so sparse. So we're gonna see research really explode. And if we can position the Atlantic provinces as home base for say, cannabis clinical trials for veterans or PTSD sufferers or uh, cannabis long-term use. If we can set up a 30-year trial to study long-term use, then we'll have facts about what that balance has to look like. But right now, we don't know. There's so many unknowns. That's why it's so interesting. (laughs) Thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to our very first episode. We would love to hear your feedback and thoughts on cannabis legalization. To leave a comment by voicemail, give us a call at 506-999-4993. And we might play it on our next episode. This has been a production of the Brunswickin and CHSR. Our music is by Blue Dot Sessions. I'm Alexander Silverman. And I'm Isabel Legier. See you next month.